Up to 15,000 kids are in foster care in Pennsylvania. But there is an organization stepping up to help. And this is Chick to Chick. All right, before we start chirping about today's podcast topic, perhaps you've noticed something. We are actually back yes, together, again together again for the first time in more than a year. And boy, it feels so good. I know, right? It is always something more special when we do our podcast sitting together. We have very much missed it and we are ready to be back. Yes. So back to today's topic, um, we were talking that there are more than 15,000 kids here in Pennsylvania in foster care. Uh, many of these kids through no fault of their own. They've been abused. They've been neglected. And they're really just looking for a permanent, loving home. And then there's a problem. When they turn 18, they sort of age out of the foster care system. And this is kind of tough to believe. But at the age of 18, they may have nowhere to go. They have no job. They have no money. And they have very little support. Right, exactly. And that's why today we are going to be talking with someone to shed light on it. We have Corey Corinda, and she is the executive director of CASA. Now, CASA is an acronym. So, Corey, we're so happy to have you uh, tell us what CASA stands for and what it is. Yes, thank you so much, Flora and Carrie, for having me on uh, this morning. Um, CASA stands for Court Appointed Special Advocates, and uh, we use the acronym CASA for short. I'm here in Dauphin County, Pennsylvania, and um, we go by Dauphin County Court Appointed Special Advocates, Dauphin County CASA. <laughs> and uh, there's programs all across our, our Commonwealth, um, CASA of Lancaster County, CASA of Cumberland County. Um, but I'd love to, to speak with you specifically about our program here. So what do you do uh, in Dauphin County with CASA and specifically with these kids in the foster care system? How do you help them? Yeah, so our advocates are appointed by a judge here in Dauphin County for cases that um, involve uh, juvenile dependency and delinquency matters. And that advocate then investigates very much a, a detective of sorts for what that child's best interests. So they'll go through past records through children and youth. They will also look at current documentation, school medical, dental, uh, psychological evaluations, and they conduct interviews. They meet with the child's uh, teachers, coaches, parents, um, foster parents, and then they will draft a report for the judge um, with recommendations based on the findings that they've had. And the goal really is that if the judge has all the information they need about that child that's well-rounded, well-researched, and uh, unbiased and, and dynamic, they can get that child to a safe and permanent setting as soon as possible. Wow, that is, that is a lot of assistance. So uh, what's the difference between the kids that do receive this assistance and the ones who don't? Well, studies show that children that have a CASA appointed um, are more likely to graduate high school or attain their GED. They are less likely to enter the child welfare system. And my personal um, favorite statistic is that they're more likely to have higher rates of hope and self-esteem. That is so important because yeah. I do think um, a lot of these kids in the foster care system have lost hope. Yeah, they feel hopeless. Um, they feel hopeless right. and they really just um, want a family. And, you know, we touched on this a little bit. They might be in the system, 
Um, they were abused. They were neglected. Where are these kids coming from that actually end up in the foster care system? Well, the number of different uh, factors bring a child into the child welfare system. It can be um, parental abuse. Most commonly, it's neglect. Maybe the ch uh, child's parents um, have a drug and alcohol uh, substance abuse uh, concerns, maybe they have mental illness um, or whatever the, the circumstances may be, they're not in a position to uh, oversee the child's nutrition, schooling, healthcare needs. And then they have a report that's made by a, a medical provider, like their doctor or potentially um, the school. Oftentimes it's relatives of that child too that are seeing that their niece or nephew is not being tended to um, and, and are in an unsafe position and then are calling Child Protective Services for an intervention. And that brings them into the system. And then um, the first goal is always reunification to see if the child can be returned to the biological family in a safe and permanent way. Uh, if that cannot be met, then there's other goals such as adoption. Florida, to get to the, the dynamic that you were uh, discussing, children eventually start to age out and what do you do? There's a number of services that uh, are there for children as they get older. Um, independent living programs throughout the state are phenomenal. They can uh, pay for college and apartments and all sorts of um, supports to get a young person on their feet in a lasting way. But the problem is so many children don't take advantage of those services. They don't know what's out there. They're as we spoke about before, um, depressed, burned out, tired. They don't trust any of the providers there. And so these resources that we have just go to waste. And what I think CASAs do is they come in with some energy, some hope, some commitment, some dedication, and they help that young person see all of the opportunities, all of the services, all of the supports that's that are out there and then help them navigate it. Too often, the answer is to throw services. <laughs> and um, that's wonderful. I'm not, I'm not knocking the services that we have, but it's overwhelming too. And if you have an advocate there that can help you go through it together and help you see what opportunities are truly available to you, it's so empowering. And then all of the um, work that our community has gets put to use through our CASAs. Well, it's just like any other, they're kids. You know, oh, right. this is this is a kid. They need some guidance mm -hmm. and they need some assistance. And yeah, so that's great that you guys are there. Right. And we know that COVID has really, you know, it's played a role in just about every facet of our lives. So what role has COVID played in, in all of this over this past year? Well, quite honestly, I don't know when we're going to know the full impact. It's played a tremendous role. And our advocates like the rest of us are kind of waiting to see how we can step up to meet now the new needs that the pandemic has brought on. I will say that our program had a trained class of volunteers ready to go when the pandemic hit so that we were ready um, to meet uh, the needs of the court through appointments and, and start doing our work. And I can't say enough good things about our volunteers. I mean, it blows my mind. They showed up in a pandemic um, to help children in need and very much putting their own health uh, at risk, but, but doing so for an amazing cause. And 
our volunteers met with children throughout the pandemic, virtually in person, um, as safely as they could. And now we're seeing the fallout from that, right? We're seeing the, the issues in school because the virtual learning settings have not been ideal. So we're seeing truancy or we're seeing um, just a lack of uh, ec educational retention. We're seeing the fact that um, parents that had to leave during the uh, day to go to work did not have the supervision there for their children. And some of the um, incidences that children got into without that supervision that um, they needed. So. We are ready as a program um, to pick up the pieces and to rebuild and to make sure that our children can go on to have bright futures. Because I do believe the pandemic really impacted, particularly our most vulnerable children, the ones that were um, particularly susceptible to abuse and neglect. And we're, we're committed to making sure that um, they, their future is still bright. Yeah, that's wonderful. Now, you mentioned two things. You have volunteers and they need training mm -hmm. and that takes money. And we know you've got this event that's running through the entire month of June. Can you tell us about it and where can people get more information about it? Yes, thank you so much. So Dauphin County CASA is a nonprofit organization. We currently do not get funding from our county. And so the money that we have to sustain our program is from local businesses and residences just opening up their hearts and pockets um, to do the work and to promote our organization so that we can reach more children here in Dauphin County who are at risk and vulnerable. So our Everyday Heroes Challenge, it's currently running through the month of June. And what we're asking members of the community to do is uh, register, make a donation, $25 to $35, depending on where you come in at, and commit to logging 30, well, 62 miles of exercise. And this is to double our impact. In 2020, we reached 31 children. This year, 2021, we want to reach 62. And so that's the, the uh, goal that we have for our program. And it's our goal that we have in mileage for participants. You can swim, run, hike, walk, however you see fit. And uh, we are hoping that through the course of this challenge, we're promoting a healthy lifestyle for our community. And we're lifting up all of the heroes that have come out in this pandemic to stand up for children in need our volunteers being one of them, but we recognize that we're not the only people out there. There's counselors, teachers, countless other partners with us um, to provide a continuum of care. And we want to celebrate everybody because we're all in this together. We are. And quickly, what's your website again for folks to get more information? Yes, it's www.DauphinCountyCasa. Casa is C-A-S-A dot org. You can go on the website and find out information to volunteer or to register for our Everyday Heroes Challenge. That's wonderful yes. information. And again, that challenge is going on all month. Corey, thank, thank you, you so much uh, for joining us today. Thank you so much for providing this very valuable information. And the bottom line here is that these kids need our help, just like any other kid, and but especially, <laughs> you know, yeah, these vulnerable yeah. kids really could use our help and our assistance. Yeah. So we thank you for watching and listening today, and we'll be back to chirp about another topic.